Hi there, I'm Eric Wordweaver Shervin, Gothi of the Ridgar Folk here in East Texas, and I would like to welcome you to The Raven's Call. This is a show where I ramble on about different heathen-related subjects, just kind of whatever strikes my fancy, sets my mind on fire at the time. Big UPG warning at the beginning of these episodes, as always, I'm a middle-of-the-road kind of guy, I'm not a hardcore recon, I am not a fluffy bunny neopagan, I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, steeped in research, but also kind of living my own heathenry. Uh, my own way. So this is just kind of a snippet of my viewpoints and my view on the world. So make of that what you will, take it for what it's worth, and uh, know that I am not the end-all be-all of anything on, on the, these subjects. Uh, just kind of sharing my mind. So you guys know the drill down below. Subscribe, ding the bell, uh, thumbs up, all that jazz. Interact and it helps the videos get out there. Also lets me know what you guys enjoy. So Without any further ado, we're going to jump into today's subject. Today's subject is going to be somewhat topical and timely. Um, this is something that I've been mulling over as to whether or not I was even going to do a video on, but I felt like it's probably time. Um, what with the extensions and everything on it, um, the, the subject is heathenry and COVID-19. Now this is going to be interesting because YouTube likes to censor <laughs> stuff about COVID-19. So we're going to test the waters. I'm not really talking about the virus itself or spreading any kind of information, good or bad in that respect. What I am going to be talking about is how heathens can practice while we're dealing with COVID-19. Some of the philosophy behind it and then some of the practicality elements. So let's talk a little bit about the philosophy side of things. Because ultimately speaking, what we're dealing with today, the media has termed a pandemic. Now, commentary aside, uh, it's not what this channel is about. We have a situation right now where there is a viral agent running around the world and is infecting a bunch of people. And as such, a lot of people are being out of work, a lot of businesses are being closed, a lot of things are going on that are making it difficult for people to continue functioning and doing what they do. A lot of people are in quarantine, a lot of people are at, under stay-at-home orders or uh, shelter-in-place orders, whatever your particular community refers to this order as. And the result is, there's a lot of people that are in place and at home. Now, when this was just supposed to be a two-week thing, that wasn't really that big a deal, other than the impact that it was going to have minor hiccups and stuff economics-wise. I mean, it was couple of weeks be done with it and it's out of the way well as we all can see everybody knows from watching the headlines and everything this is stretched on a little bit and so we're on into uh, extended quarantines extended shutdowns and things like that and of varying levels different areas are doing different types of shutdowns different lengths of shutdowns etc 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 nonetheless there's a lot of heathens sitting at home i know this because i see you guys on instagram i see you guys on twitter on facebook you guys are, are are out there and you're talking and going back and forth and so i wanted to touch on this now the deal with this kind any kind of pandemic like this that's going around is we have uh, heathenry is a tribal uh, kind of communal based religion, folk way, um, worldview, etc., etc., etc. A lot of us heathens do community based stuff. Now, I know there's a lot of individual heathens out there that this isn't really going to impact much, but I also know a ton of either tribal heathens, kindred heathens, whatever, that are impacted by this because we have to think about 
our tribes, you know, and, and even individual heathen solitary practitioners, you've got families to think of, you've got friends, you've got your innengerth, your near and dear. And we have a lot to consider. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things that you have to take into account with any kind of scenario like this going on, pandemic, um, significant outbreak, whatever it may be. We have to think about our tribes. We have to think about our families at home. We have to think about our extended families, elderly parents or grandparents, uh, depending on where you are in the strata. And so it, it gets difficult when we start thinking about things like this time of year, which is springtime. Um, this runs right up through what most of us would be doing as our spring festivals, our, our um, Ostra gatherings, Lifka gatherings for, for my tribe. Easter um, and things like that. We've got these major gatherings that we usually do to celebrate and give gifts to our gods and goddesses to return and to participate in that reciprocal obligation of gift giving with the gods. You know, we've talked about it on the channel a million times before. Uh, we owe the gods for the creation of the world and the continuation of the life cycle, etc., etc., etc. And so we utilize these rituals, these bloats, these fainings, whatever you may call it, to give back, to put our part back in the till, and to thank them for what they do. We buy back in and we continue to get the luck from the gods and goddesses. Well, situations like this make it extremely difficult to do tribal-based things. And so it depends on the size of your tribe. It depends on how spread out you are. I would recommend against doing festivals and major gatherings during times like this. It's, it's not cool. It, it's unfortunate because so much of what we do is tribal-based. So much of what we do is gather the tribe, get all of that energy into one place, create a beacon for the gods and goddesses, and really tie that exchange in. Now... That's difficult to do, especially if states have got like rules in place where you can't gather in uh, groups of more than 10, like we have right now going on. And so you, you run up against that with numbers if you've got even a moderately sized kindred or tribe. But even if you've only got like four or five members, you still run into extended family, friends, surrounded community, anybody else you might involve in these particular festivals, gatherings, etc, etc, etc. I myself have had to cancel our, uh, our April Park moot simply because we can't gather. Um, I had to cancel the March one, April. Uh, we had to cancel, postpone our festival. So philosophically, what I'm getting at with all of this lead up is that we have to think about this communal tribal mentality. When you've got illnesses like this running around, it's not just the individual that you have to think of, as I'm reminded frequently by my tribe and uh, my nearest and dearest. We've got to think about our extendeds. We've got to think about the rest of the people in our households. Do you have somebody in the house that gets sick easily, even if you don't? Do you have uh, people within your tribe or your community that have underlying medical issues, uh, things like that, that might put them at a higher risk from an illness like this going around. Now, statistically speaking, I know that like a vast majority of people to get it are recovering, but still, there's, there's a sizable risk with individuals that do have some of these issues, not to mention, even if you do recover from this, you're still looking at a couple of weeks out of work, quarantine, all that fun stuff, possibly in addition to all of the regular shutdown stuff. So, 
compassion for our Innengard, the shield wall mentality. That, that's, that's the philosophy I want to get behind, is the shield wall. You rally the shield wall around your Innengard, raise the shields, which I know, historically speaking, you get into it, and Vikings didn't necessarily use the shield wall. Uh, there's a lot of debate as to where that culturally is appropriate, but the imagery is sound. And so, man. If you haven't looked into it, there's tons of videos out right now about the whole shield wall thing. I'm not going into that right now. But philosophically, I dig the idea of the shield wall because it, it jives with tribal mentality. We raise the shield wall around our Inengard. We, we, we pay attention to things. Uh, you know, follow CDC guidelines when you can. Pay attention to your distance from people. Um, don't go out into public unless you got to kind of thing. Keep it Keep it responsible, because even if you yourself are not in a situation where, you know, you are worried about yourself getting sick, you don't want to be the one that brings something in and then gets the rest of your tribe sick. Because you got to think about it, a gathering at this time of year during a pandemic like this, if even one person is carrying without symptoms and you sit down and you share a horn or just share the space together, you may be the one responsible for infecting your entire tribe. And when we're talking about safeguarding luck, when we're talking about um, safeguarding the well-being of our tribe and things like that, that runs directly counter to it. So think about things with regards to protecting your tribe and protecting your Erengard. Because that's where that first responsibility is, okay? You know, I always say it's, it's hearth clan than tribe, and I would put hearth cult above the religious cult in most instances anyway. Um, as far as an issue of importance and immediacy. So, yes, it's important that we go out and we do these rituals to the gods. It's important that we participate in the reciprocation of gift giving. We uphold our obligations and we uphold the seasons and the holy tides. These things are important from a religious metaphysical standpoint. <clears throat> It's also extremely important that we see to the well-being and survival of our people. Uh, for instance, the reason that we chose to cancel our spring gathering was specifically because I have some people within the tribe that have not the greatest of immune systems, and then just sheer fact of the matter that I don't want to get my entire tribe sick. That, that does not stand within the whole shield wall thing. That's like hey, let's put everybody in the dragon's fire and just hope we don't get hit by the fire. Uh, so, metaphors aside, that's what we're looking at here is, is a, a mentality of practicality, a, an idea of the shield wall and protecting one's tribes. So philosophically, that's, that's kind of how I approach these kind of things right now. I was holding off on canceling our thing. I did push until like the last minute to cancel some stuff just because I was waiting to see how all of this was going to play out. But then it became very evident to me that we needed to hold off for a while. So I hope you guys are exercising the same kind of critical thinking in this. Um, don't take unnecessary risks around this time of year because we do need to protect our people. We need to protect our individual tribes because they are your tribe. They are your family. They are your kindred, whatever you, term you use. They're the people that are near and dear and important to you. So think about that when you go out. It may feel silly to wear the mask. It may feel silly to wear the gloves. It may seem exorbitant or extra, but it may be worth it in order to protect those that you have at home. And I, I feel like this is something that 
everybody needs to be thinking about because I see a lot of people walking around not paying attention to social distancing, not paying attention to uh, personal protective equipment or anything like that. And I'm not one to hype up the drama train or the hype train. I actually hate the hype train. Uh, I hate the drama that's a tie tied to all of this. But I still think about the fact that I need to protect my tribe. <laughs> I need to protect my people. So uh, take all that into account and, and think about the fact that if you are in an essential industry uh, coming down with this, or if you have members of your tribe that are in essential industries, coming down with this can impact their livelihood and their ability to provide. And there's enough people out of work. There's enough people whose companies are not going to be able to open up again that are not going to be able to to get work, find work, go back to work, things like that, uh, simply because of these shutdowns. A lot of small businesses are not going to be able to reopen because they can't absorb a long shutdown like this. Um, the lack of income for, the, for that length of time is going to be crippling and almost fatal to some of these companies, outright fatal to some of these companies. So, And there's some big companies that we don't know if they're going to be able to open the doors. If you haven't been following the stuff with GameStop lately, GameStop's been on hard roads. And so they resisted shutdown until they just absolutely had to. And now we're all sitting here watching and waiting because we're not sure they're going to be able to reopen. We weren't sure they were going to make it through the year anyway. So... There's people that are out of work already. You don't need to send somebody homesick that needs to be at work because they need to be providing for their people and their people are part of your tribe and therefore they are your people. So you don't want to put your people in a hard spot because you were stubborn and decided that the, the group needed to gather. And another way philosophically that we can look at this within tribe is that this is tribe's time to shine. Even though you may not be able to gather as a tribe, you may not be able to bring the people together for festivals and things like that. You may not be able to, to sit around and share sambal uh, or, or games or, or sit in ritual together. You can go through and provide for one another because that's what tribe is all about being there for each other if you've got something that another tribe member or family member needs and they can't get a hold of share share amongst yourselves look out for each other and i don't have to tell most of you guys this you already know it. you're already doing it and i commend you for that because i've seen it happening on facebook i've seen it happening on social media in general uh even stepping up and taking care of their own it's just kind of part and parcel of the whole thing but this is your chance to look out for your people and to be there for your people check in on each other regularly make sure everybody's got what they need shout out to folks that may be going through hard times and see if there's any way that you can support them i realize that money is going to be tight for everybody in the field right now uh, just simply because of the hiccups that this creates so we can get creative and think outside the box. You know, can you, uh, you may not have money to send them to help out with bills, but you may be able to help them out with food. You know, you may have gotten a major sale on toilet paper when they're restocked and you've got extra and somebody may still be in an area where they haven't restocked well or people are still panic buying stuff. So send them some, you know, um, drive by, drop it on the doorstep, text them and say, hey, it's outside and grab it before somebody else does. <laughs> and so... You can do these things. You can drop packages without necessarily having to break the social distancing rules. You can interact 
without having to interact. You know, uh, technology has made it to where we can we can do this without necessarily infecting an entire tribe with whatever may be going around. And right now it's COVID-19. Before it was swine flu, bird flu, uh, just surely the flu. There are contagious diseases that we deal with all the time, and we have to be mindful of these things. And we try to keep an eye on that whenever we're doing festivals and rituals anyway. I always give my people an option, an alternate uh, avenue of being able to participate in Sumble without necessarily sharing germs. Um, we, we give them a, a tap out kind of, you know, tap the horn transfer. It's a thing. But uh, we give them this ability to participate and still put their energies in the well without spreading contagion around. So this is a different caliber of thing, though. I mean, we're dealing with a, a, a much bigger uh, headliner <laughs> than we would otherwise. Uh, they're, they're... Anyway, so we have to pay attention to these things. And right now, it's just best not to gather at all because, well partially because the executive orders say that we can't. Um, but still, it's not bright. It's not the smartest thing to do to put all your tribe in danger. And we've talked about how you can take care. You can rally around the tribe, look out for each other, um, pay attention to folks that may have anxiety disorders or some kind of mental health issues, and check in on them regularly. Make sure that they feel safe and that they are taken care of and they know that you're there to support them because they're going to need the extra support because I guarantee you, as much as everybody is experiencing anxiety right now because of these things, those folks with pre-existing anxiety disorders are going to have even more so going on. So they're going to be a little bit more ramped up, and so they're going to need that support. So look out for them. Take care of them if you can, or at least be there for them is what I'm getting at, okay? So, on to some of the practical side of things. How can we do things? How can we practice our heathenry during these times of, of outbreaks, pandemics, whatnot, where we can't gather? Well, you can still do individual rituals. You can still hold your, your blot. You can hold household rituals and focus on hearth cult tie the hearth cult in tight and and really hold on to hearth cult and that will help you to still fulfill your obligations still give back and put those energies in and if you rally your tribe so that the entire tribe does it you can you can do things like uh, synchronize a clock and say hey at 8 p.m everybody go to your altar and do a ritual to Edon for the coming season or you know whatever season you're doing whatever deity you're worshiping at the time you can go through and rally the troops and synchronize and do a ritual that way. Um, it's one avenue. It doesn't necessarily matter that you synchronize, but I know some people feel better. It gives them a sense of that tribal connection to be able to do that. Um, it can be a little difficult to orchestrate. It's not super important that you do it all at the same time, but holding together and doing like on the same day that you would have had the festival, uh, say, hey, at some point during your day, do a ritual you know, ask for blessings for your household and for the tribe. And then everybody puts their luck in, sends it across. We hopefully will get reciprocation. Is it as effective? No, no, it's not as effective, but it's still something. You know, we, we work with what we've got. That's, that's a lot of the mentality here. We work with what we've got. So I do not, you're going to see a lot of people who are going to talk about doing um, online rituals, you know, holding uh, FaceTime, Zoom, stuff like that. <sighs> I'm, I'm down with FaceTime, Zoom, all these other uh, social meeting apps kind of stuff. 
uh, when it comes to things like meetups and like classes and stuff like that I'm not down with it as far as ritual goes simply because one I don't allow electronics within my rituals it, it breaks the the wall you know I've, I've got a, a wall established around my ritual space and that creates a window to the outside so it may be a tunnel to somebody else's inside but still it, it, it janks with things and I've had bad experiences with this now I know other people have, have seemingly had no problem with it. it's just my personal viewpoint I'm not down with the whole internet bloat thing it, it doesn't there is a physicality needed to really share these energies you're not gonna be able to share your energies across the internet um, and if you are it becomes a distraction practically speaking if you're all doing individual rituals to send to the gods and goddesses then the the video interface is unnecessary uh, because you're already doing it it becomes a distraction a breakdown things like that so just hold your rituals do your rituals and then communicate with your tribe now you're gonna do what you're gonna do not my haul not my call I'm just simply saying I am not a fan of online rituals in general because the physicality, the proximity is necessary to make an actual ritual work. Uh, and if you are doing individual rituals, either synchronized by time or just at whatever time during the day, I still feel like the electronics aspect breaks the fourth wall, as it were, with regards to uh, the, the ritual itself. And then, not to mention, I, I feel like electronics kind of jank with stuff, plus it's a distraction. Uh, that's not necessary and, and you need to remain focused on what you're doing especially since you don't have the gathered energy of a full tribe to direct and it's a bigger beacon which means it absorbs <coughs> more inattention because you've at least you've got more energy there it's a brighter beacon when you're doing just a, a single household hearth uh, you need to really focus on that because you got to hone that beacon in and make it as bright as you can if that makes any sense I know I get lost in my metaphors sometimes so I do not recommend doing online rituals, but I do recommend holding individual rituals and holding to your your obligations of reciprocal gift giving, the gift cycle with the gods and goddesses. At least do something. Something's better than nothing. Action is better than inaction. And so figure out how you can work with that, you know. Um, Sumble again doesn't necessarily work across the internet either because the entire purpose of Sumble is to gather and mix those energies and you can't do that on the opposite side of the screen. You can share information, you can share experiences still, but as far as physically putting your energy in the well, that that requires being around the horn. That, that requires being in the same space, in the same you know, ritual together. Uh, I, I personally do not feel that you can ritually succeed by utilizing the internet can you sit there and share toasts across the internet sure you can do that ritually speaking i don't metaphysically speaking it, it the mechanics aren't working the way that you need them to work for the ritual to function so by all means yes utilize the technology at hand to maintain communication with your tribes great idea do that facetime zoom whatever you use communicate see each other share in the camaraderie share in the enjoyment of the day or whatever share what you're doing in your quarantine and your stay at home whatever uh, but think about it before you decide to do something like a ritual over the internet um, yeah anyway uh, <clears throat> belaboring a point onwards so you can also look at just simply postponing 
your rituals. This is the idea of, you know, we talked before in the Omnis about gods of limited presence, um, limited access. You know, there's only certain times that the god's attention is turned here specifically, which is why we focus those rituals on those times of year. Uh, you don't want to miss them. You want to do it while they're here and not have to call them back kind of thing. Um, it's more effective that way. So if it looks like whatever situation you're going through is going to be done before the season's out, you don't necessarily have to do your ritual tied to a specific calendar date, okay? Um, that's something that, it, that, that's a holdover from westernized Gregorian calendar kind of stuff where we tie things to specific dates and everybody wants a day that this is done on. Um, it's like spring festivals tied to this the, the equinoxes. Um, not really. <laughs> There's not a whole lot to back that up, ultimately speaking. Uh, the whole lunar solar calendar thing, you go back and forth, and it depends on whose research you look at. Uh, but it's more about the time of year than it is the specific date, okay? You got to think a lot, using the specific dates now is a miss. Yeah, I misstep because uh, the Gregorian calendar isn't what the Archheathens used at the time anyway. Um, they, they would not have factored time that way. So factor it by the seasons. You know, if you're going to do a springtime blessing to Adun, it's if your thing's going to be done before spring is out, then okay, wait a little bit and then do it when you can gather. If it's not going to, then you go to these other ideas and hold individual things. Now back to the Zoom and stuff, you can sit down and do like everybody uh, sit in front of the computer and share a meal at the same time to kind of mimic a feast. That's a great idea. You can sit there and set the laptop up or the phone up with the camera. Everybody gather their meals at the same time, sit down at the table and share a meal, talk to one another and share that camaraderie. You can at least share the community aspect over the internet, even if you can't share the metaphysical religious elements over the internet effectively. So, all right, these are just some of the ideas that I had. During quarantine is a great time to sit down and do crafting things, like prepping gifts that you may need later in the year for like uh, birthdays or for rituals. Like if you're gonna make sacrifices later in the year and you've got a project you wanna work on, now's a great time to do it. If you've got oaths that you need to fulfill, now's a good time to do it. Um, I've got one that I need to be working on, uh, but I'm not at home in quarantine, so I have to work on it when I can, and that's not uh, not right now, unfortunately. I got to keep rolling. So, <clears throat> but if you've got like uh, rune sets that you're making for people, if you want to prep Yule gifts early, now is a fantastic time to do that. If you crochet, if you do wood wood burning, woodworking of any kind, if you're a blacksmith can't get much more socially distanced than standing around a disinfecting fire and hammering on metal where nobody's going to be around you anyway. <laughs> so utilize your time, utilize your space, and, and focus on heathen elements like that. Pour yourself into these. This is a fantastic time to get your studies caught up. This is a time to read the sagas, read the lore, read different articles by different heathens. You could go out and read my book. It's out there still. So the saga of Bjorn Thorolfsson, shameless plug. You can do all of these things while you've got this time at home. You know, yeah, you're going to want to play video games. Yeah, you're going to watch movies and stuff like that. Fantastic. I've had a number of people tell me they're binge-watching my show while they're on uh, quarantine. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. Love you. Uh, that's fantastic. And that's another way to grow and explore your heathenry. But, you know, catch up on your reading list a little bit, too, while you're at it. That's got nothing to do else. Go ahead. Jump in there and study a bit. 
Um, and study groups are something that you can do via telecommunication. So you can all sit down, pull up whatever video chat app you're going to use, or audio chat if that's your preference, and uh, go through passages in the Havamal, go through and study one of the sagas, pull up somebody's article that wrote something like, seek out the author of the Voluspa, give it a read, gather as a group, and discuss how you feel about it, whether you see value in it, whether you see it rewriting anything with regards to your viewpoints, if it gives you a deeper understanding, a deeper appreciation for something. There's tons of articles out there, and they're all over the place. You can find archaeological stuff, and you can discuss how that impacts. Tons of ideas that you can do to express and share and, and live your heathen life, even though you're in quarantine. Uh, think about what you can do to better yourself, what you can do to better your tribe, and utilize a little bit of that time. You don't have to utilize all of the time because you've got a bunch of it if you're at home. Shout out to all you people that are in essential industries because I know what you're going through. It's crazy out there right now and you don't have time for anything. So just fit it in where you can. And uh, good luck to you. Stay healthy and stay safe, guys. So utilize the time that you've got for different activities, different readings, different crafts, whatever. Uh, fantastic time to do it. And you can stockpile stuff for later in the year. That's where I'm getting out on that. So to sum up, there's a lot of reasons to think about the pandemic situations like COVID-19 or any other illness that may run, run its course around. There, there's a number of things that you need to think of from a heathen perspective on focusing on tribe, hearth, clan, and protecting those things that are important to you. Rally the shield wall. Protect those folks. Look out for one another. Support one another. And if you're on hard times or if your tribe's on hard times, this is when luck pays out. We spend all our time building up our luck the rest of the year so that hopefully when times get tough like this, we can depend on that luck to see us through. Things tend to work out. Your gefrain that you work so hard on means that people think well of you and people check in on you and people are like, hey, you got what you need? I got something here. Let's share. Uh, these are fantastic ways to help build that and to wield that luck and gefrain to your benefit. Okay? So think about the different practical ways that you can still engage in heathen uh, activities, rituals, etc., 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 and spend time on you, spend time on your hearth, because that's what's most important anyway. Tribe is very important, but you guys know I put hearth, clan, then tribe. Uh, hearth is most important, it's paramount, your clan, your extended family, and then your tribe. All of these, super important. All of them way up there, uh, but these each just kind of barely tick each other out as far as how I see it in the hierarchy of importance. So now is not the time to try and build a tribe. Now is not the time to try and build a kindred. Um, the hard times like this are not the ideal points to try and create a social gathering. Um, there's too many hurdles in place. I would put that on the back burner and focus on your hearth cult for now. Focus on being good with... <laughs> Hey, Loden. Uh, be good with your your housewife. Be good with your family, and focus on your hearth's traditions. That's the most important thing. And then utilize what you can technology-wise to share some camaraderie with your tribe. Uh, but try to focus on things from a hearth level because that's where you're at at the moment. Now, if your tribe is local to one another, um, you still have some options available. Please. 
please observe social distancing. Keep in mind that you know just because one of your tribe members may be a, na a neighbor three doors down, uh, that doesn't. That you still got to look out for each other. Right? You still got to protect each other as far as anything you might be exposed to or anything they might be exposed to. And yes, folks, you can be exposed to this and be a vector without showing any symptoms. Okay, that, that part is true. Uh, you can be a carrier and not show any symptoms. You can be early in the gestation period and just not have come down with it yet. Or you may be one of those individuals that just doesn't come down with it, but can still transfer it because you've come into contact with somebody that has and you didn't even know it because they were also a carrier or uh, just hadn't come all the way down with it yet. So think about these things. Look out for each other. Look out for your hearths and be safe out there. Okay. I've got some fantastic viewers out there. You guys are great. You you write in, you you interact with the videos. I love seeing the community that builds up around these things, around these channels and, and around these these different areas of heathenry. I, I love seeing this stuff. And so I want you guys to be safe. I want you to take care of yourselves and I want you to protect your hearths. And I want you to still be able to enjoy being a heathen and doing heathen things. And hopefully this video has given you some ideas on how to do that and maybe some ideas on framing as far as thinking about these kind of situations when they arise and how to deal with them, work with them, and protect your, your Inangath and those that are most important. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you all for watching. If you've made it this far in the video, mad respect, mad props. I really appreciate it. Feel free to share these videos around. That's what they're there for. Comment. I will get back to you as quickly as I can. Understand it's crazy right now. So I'm normally not great at getting back to comments and emails and stuff. Anyway, this is just going to delay things further because I'm always at work. So thank you all. Hail to you all. May you be safe. May you be healthy. And may your hearth fires burn bright. Hail.